Welcome to the TikTok Podcast. The clock is always ticking, so let's synchronize our watches and dive in. I'm your host, Callie Brigham, and I'm here to help you make time for what matters. Hey, friends. Welcome back to TikTok. You know, I had someone ask me the other day, why am I doing this? And that's a very nuanced question, right? And there's a very nuanced answer. And I really kind of took a second and I thought, why am I doing this? You know, there's a lot of lessons that I've learned along the way in a 20 plus year career. There's a lot of things that I just have on my heart that I wanted to share and have conversations with women that I feel like are like-minded that might be a little ahead of the game for me. And this is just confirmation and reminder and might be at a place where they're thinking, you know, I needed that tip. I needed that tool. I needed that refinement. I want to grow. I want to be better. And then I also thought it's because I want to also remind women that we can have fun as well. Two things just happened in the last two days. The first thing was I saw on social media, one of my favorite little boutiques in town said that they were going to be having a mahjong little lesson and party at the boutique on a Thursday at 2.30. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to message my mom and see if she is interested in going to learn how to play Mahjong on a Thursday afternoon at 2.30. And if you know anything about my mom, or if you listened to our episode 22 on procrastination, you know, there's something called a fun monkey and my mom's monkey is fun. And it did not take her but a hot second for her to say, yes, let's do it. Sign us up. And I was able to message them and say, we want two spots for Thursday at 2.30. And I thought, I manage my time. And I do have the privilege of working from home and having some control over that because of choices, right? That I could say, I'm in. And then the other thing was having enough white space that when the other night, when my daughter literally out of the blue said, mom, where's your wedding dress? (laughs) I told her where it was in my closet. And she said, can I try it on? And, you know, for a second, I thought, well, that's not part of what I have scheduled. That's not on my. And I thought, but you know what? I have the power to rearrange things a little bit that I had such a moment with my 13 year old daughter pulling my wedding dress out. You guys, I'll be married 20 years in May and I have not unzipped my wedding dress or looked at it in 20 years. And I pulled it out. It was in good shape. I had no idea, frankly, what it was going to look like. I didn't have it preserved or any of that stuff. And so I thought, oh, Maddie, I don't know how this is going to look. We pulled it out, took it out of the plastic, and she tried it on. And then she called to her dad, my husband, Josh, and said, Daddy, come up here. And he walked through the door and he, you know, was a puddle, of course. And he said, what did you guys do to me? And we just all had this moment. Those are the reasons, among many others that this is important to me, that you don't miss those times, those opportunities, those experiences, because you're either so structured or not structured enough. So today, I want to talk to you about heading in the right direction, heading in the right direction in a healthy way, heading in the right direction, all systems go. And I have to give credit to a longtime mentor of mine. She was actually doing a training for my team. She's an industry leader. She has been a mentor from afar and up close. And her name is Dawn Dunn. And she was sharing some concepts with my team. And one of the things that she talked about was if your business, so you could have this in your business or your personal life, but if your business 
has all four tires properly inflated and good to go and ready to go, that you can get to where you want to go safely, faster. And I felt like this really involved our conversations that we have about time, time management, goal management, being intentional in that. Because not only do we need all four tires, but we need all four tires to be working properly. Because if you've ever had a flat or if you've ever had low tread, I mean, can you make it for a little bit, a few blocks, a mile or so with three tires? Probably. But if we have two tires only working or God forbid one, we're in trouble. We're not going anywhere. We're not even just spinning our wheels, but we have a flat tire and we are stuck. So as she shared with the, with me these four S's, I asked her permission if I could pass them on to all of you. They're not only tires, but they're really foundational pillars. And all four, like I said, are important. So because I love a good alliteration, I would be a good Baptist preacher, <laughs> then we're going to talk about the four S's. Now, I will also tell you, this is the first episode ever that I've done this. I actually recorded it yesterday. And when I was done, I just didn't feel like it was the right one. And so I'm re-recording this today. I felt like there was some things that I wanted to give more emphasis on, and I actually wanted to rearrange them. So when I initially recorded it, I was giving all four the same importance. And even though we have to have all four, like I just explained, there's one in particular that I think that needed a little bit more attention and a little bit more focus today, because if this one is off, we're in big trouble. So I'm actually going to save that one for last. First time I recorded it, I said it first, but I really felt so strongly in my spirit about it that we're rearranging things. We're flipping them around. We're moving the tires. We're rotating the tires here. Okay. I know so many kind of bad puns, but that's okay. So I'm going to go through all four with you. I'm going to talk about what each one is. And then I'm going to talk about what happens when that particular one is in trouble. It has a nail in it or it's worn out, or it's just not working properly. Okay, it's off its axle. Is that right? I don't know much about cars. The first one, and so I'll kind of go through the first three pretty quickly for you. The first one is pretty obvious. This is the success car that we're moving that is important that has this tire and that schedule. So of course, we understand the significance of creating and maintaining a well-structured schedule so we can prioritize our tasks, we can manage our time effectively, we can maintain work-life balance. I think we could all agree on that one. And if you still do want to hone in on having a schedule that brings you more joy or that is more effective or efficient or that's more sustainable perhaps too, I'm going to encourage you to go back to listen to the Brain Drain and the Weekly Plan episodes. Those are episodes 8 and 10. Because success is hidden in your daily routine. And I also think success can start on Sunday, not only for your faith component, but also for your scheduling for the week. It's in the repetition of all of that. It's also in the enjoyment and in the rhythm of it. And it's also in the season of it too. Your schedule is not going to look the same all the time, especially if you have significant seasons of children at different ages, or maybe you have a seasonal career where there's parts of the year that are just more intense than others. 
can think of an accountant, right? You can think of people that ha- work seasonal jobs where I live down here in paradise, right? There's a season that's more intense than others. Maybe you're a teacher. So understanding that the schedule is needing to be fluid, even though it's consistent. And really at the end of the day, we don't just want to make it through our schedule, right? I was having a coaching conversation with one of our gals and she was talking about that there's one day in particular that's just really challenging for her at work. She kind of dreads it. She sort of wishes it away. And of course, we've talked about this before. We don't want to wish away one seventh of our lives, right? One seventh of our week. So we hers happened to be Tuesday. So we talked about reframing Tuesday. We talked about naming it, like giving it a good name. I don't know, terrific Tuesday or something like that. Uh, And not only that, but because she was not able to control a lot during the day at her work, that was challenging. What could she control? You know, one of the things she loved to do was to drop off her kids at school. It just really filled her cup up. So she made sure that on Tuesdays, it was her doing that instead of her husband. There was some things that she could do right after work on Tuesday that also brought a lot of value, a lot of fun so that she could look forward to Tuesdays too. It's kind of the concept that we talked about from last week in episode 30. How can I, how can I make it better? How can I make my schedule more manageable? How can I make my schedule more enjoyable? How can I make my schedule so that I'm not just working for vacation two weeks out of the year and then I have to recover for vacation? If we don't have the schedule tire inflated on our success car, what we're going to find instead, so for each one, I'm going to give you the opposite. So for the S's, I'm going to give you a D, right? Like a, like a, even on your report card, it's a D, maybe an F, is distraction. So if we don't have a properly ordered schedule, we're going to be always distracted. And not only distracted, but we're going to fall for others' distractions. External, internal a distraction on our productivity, our focus, our strategies. And when we get distracted, we spin our wheels. We don't know where we're going. We aren't clear. We wonder what happened. Where did our time go? And sometimes we even embrace distractions and we use it as an excuse. So we do want our schedule to be in the forefront and distractions to be minimized. The solution for this one is to make sure that we do things like time blocking, prioritization, the techniques we've been talking about, setting smart goals, like making sure that your schedule actually is the schedule of somebody who wants what you want. My friend Heather talked about that, of really defining what is a successful schedule for me. And for me recently, I've been playing around with the rhythms of my week knowing that there are some weeks that I focus a little bit more on this or a little bit more on that. I've been more giving a day or at least a half a day to certain things so that I can really stay focused and that I'm not thinking about what I don't need to think about when it's not that time for it. So the ebb and flow of your schedule, that's tire number one. Tire number two are skills. You know, we want to be in a position where we're continuously learning and we're developing our skills that will make us more productive or make us more at peace. So is there a skill that's standing in your way of time efficiency? Decide you're going to master it. Maybe it's just one thing at a time. Maybe it's something like, how do I work that app? How do I 
effectively use that technology in this day and age? How do I say no? How do I diversify? How do I track things? It could even be a skill of how do I throw a dinner party? Because a priority of mine is being around people. But I just don't know, like, how would I menu plan? How would I invite? What would that look like? What is my grocery list going to look like? I mean, I know that's silly, but if you're avoiding something like that for a payoff that you want, you can figure that out. How to create a spreadsheet, how to cook crockpot meals, how to negotiate a deal. I've been listening to Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. Call me Chris. I'm going to have some of these big ticket people on someday. How to maximize a 30-minute workout. Maybe when you don't have a home gym, right? Skills. But if we don't have the skill, that tire is going to deflate into discouragement. That erodes your motivation, your resilience, your techniques for overcoming setbacks, and you will not have momentum. You're going to take things personally. You're going to stop growing. I shouldn't say you. I can say we. Me too. We don't see things as opportunities. We don't allow others to pour into us because they are a great resource. Other people are a great resource for developing your skills. So if we don't want the discouragement and we want the skill, the solution for that is making sure that you know that there are answers out there. So there are courses about everything under the sun. And a lot of them are free or really low ticket items. Google is free. Google it. Be a student of these things. Ask yourself, what if? What if I devoted an hour a week to that? What if I told myself that if other people can learn it, so can I? Start small. Have an accountability partner. Tell people what you're learning and ask if you can practice on them and say, hey, I'm learning how to do this. Will you tell me if it works on your end? And then the third tire is systems. All right. So the first tire is schedule. Second tire is skills. Third tire is systems. And we talked a lot about systems with Kaylee in episode 29. So I'm just going to refer you right back to that. We also talked about it in episode 28 on delegation. My friend Dawn, who mentored me in this conversation, said to ask yourself, why did you miss your last goal? Chances are it was actually your systems. You're probably either not doing enough or you're doing too much. So when the system tire gets all funky and wonky, it creates dysfunction. Yikes, I don't like that word at all, which can lead to disorganization. It can lead to inefficiency and missing goals. It can also lead to an unhealthy attitude towards our goals. Yikes, and a a total breakdown. So if we want to have a healthy system, the solution for that would be things like paying attention to anything that you repeat. If you do anything more than once, how can you automate it? So for example, if you grocery store shop more than once, which we all do, how can you automate it? And for us, that just developed into using grocery pickup. It just works. We use our neighborhood Walmart. And what I love is it already has my favorites. I can actually completely replicate an order when I want to change it if I need to. That has saved me so many hours. I cannot even 
describe it. I wish that we had had that when I had babies. Because next year, Braden could just drive himself to the grocery store and get all of our stuff. So we'll, we'll figure out that system then. But can you schedule it? And also asking yourself, is it necessary? Like, is this a system that's really necessary? Is it bringing results? Is it making my life easier? Or is this system creating just more work for myself? So do you like doing it that way? Is there an easier way? And can you do it or can an outside source do it? All right, so those are our three tires that I wanted to talk about initially. And then I wanna give a little bit extra attention to the last one. So again, when I was first recording the initial, the original, now in the trash podcast episode for this, this is where I started. And whoa, just as I was talking, I thought, mm, this is the this is the big one. Okay, this is the monster truck tire. This is the tire of self-talk. Now I know that sometimes you're like, wait, this is a podcast about time. It is about time. And when I was thinking about the importance of our self-talk and our mindset, when it comes to understanding our time, this is the big one. Because how many times have we said things like this to ourselves? I'm not a morning person. I always run behind. I never have enough time. I'm way too busy. My plate is full. I can't figure out how to. Or then we say things like, if only or when. When the kids are older, I will. When my boss hires that next person, I can. When I am fill in the blank. Or when my husband stops working third shift. Or when he doesn't have to work out of town anymore. Or when he's more supportive. When he helps me out more. When the kids are, right? We can fill in the blank. When they're out of elementary school and I don't have to go to all the programs, then I'll have more time. The deal is that self-talk, that negative self-talk, well, I'll go ahead and tell you what happens when that tire is off the, off the road. Deception. That's the D for this one, is deception. And that manifests itself as self-sabotage unrealistic expectations, hindering your progress, undermining your confidence. Because when we don't have that, or when we do have that health, unhealthy self-talk, rather, we go to the extremes and we say things like I just said, always, never, everyone, no one. I'm always running behind. I'm always out of time. I never have time for myself. I never get ahead. I never have enough sleep. Everyone else is better at. No one understands. We even start to take things like maybe your schedule, you compare yours to someone else's. And you think about why is this always happening to me? Why are things always breaking down? Why are the meetings always going over? Why is somebody else always asking or expecting me to do something? And we can even have imposter syndrome. I've experienced that before, have you? So let's solution this. 
First of all, the why is this happening to me? If you know this, I say this to my kids all the time. Therefore, I say it to myself. Why is this happening for me? Right? What lesson am I going to learn? How am I going to champion this? Again, it goes back to how can I? Why is this happening for me? Is this telling me that it's time to look for a different job? Is this telling me that it's time to work and focus more on my own career or my own opportunity that I have? Is this telling me that it's time for more help and delegation? Is this telling me that this is for my own health and well-being to get more sleep, for example? Okay, so if our solution is on cultivating this positive self-talk, now don't worry, I know you're going to start to think I'm going to get woo-woo on you and the affirmations and the visualization and the limiting beliefs, but I really want to get practical. I will admit that affirmations, uh, I don't know, like I've been taught on them for years. And the reality is it feels kind of false, right? It feels like we're sort of lying to ourselves. And at the end of the day, we're like, yeah, that's not true, right? If we say things like, I am always early, I am always, you're like, yeah, right. And the more we do that, we actually chip away at ourselves and we're more likely to say there, it's just impossible. It's how it's always going to be. I'm never going to have enough time. I'm never going to be in the place that I want to be. I'm never going to have the flexibility. I'm never going to have control over it. So here's how I want to reframe those affirmations for you because I get it. And I know that it can feel like this is ridiculous and it doesn't work. So here are some tools. Are you ready? Okay, I've talked for 20 minutes and now I'm really getting to the good stuff. So for those of you that have stuck around, gold star, way to go. Get ready, buckle up, buckle up. What I love to do when I am reframing my self-talk is to say things like, I am because. Here's some other ones, but I'll go back. I, I am because. Well, let me just hone in on this one. You could say, I am getting up early in the morning because, well, what is your because? Because I'm going to bed earlier, because I am not hitting the snooze anymore, because I put my alarm on the other side of the room and I have to get up and do it, or because I value the alone time that I have in the morning, because I value the conversation that I have with my husband before the kids get up, or because I value getting to work early so that I can you know, start my day off before everybody shows up. So you're attaching that extra word to it. I am, fill in the blank, I am because. That, I'm telling you right there, just write that on your mirror next to your word of the year. I am because. You could also say things like, I am in the process of learning how to say no. I am in the process of prioritizing this. I'm in the process of taking a lunch hour. I'm in the process of getting eight hours of sleep. Or you could say, I am stronger today because I'm putting this into practice. You could also say, I was, but now I am. You could add in, I am learning how to. You could say, I am determined to. Or I even think of one, it's worth it to me because. So again, just telling you from personal experience, I, for many years, like my whole life leading up until maybe, I don't know, 10 years ago, would have definitely said I'm a night person. And my parents can attest to that. 
I was raised with two morning people, like lights flipped on, singing songs, ripping my covers off in the morning, wanting to talk. It was horrible because I'm an only child. There was no other buffer but these two morning people. So when I started to have my own business, I loved it because I could stay up late. My husband also tends to be more of a night owl. And as long as I was in my office, my home office by nine o'clock in the morning, I was like, I'm good. Didn't really matter to me. Well, then I had kids and my oldest, Brayden, um, he's a teenager now, so he could sleep till whenever. But at the, at the time, he was a little guy and he loved to get up early in the morning. Well, I would kind of start my day around when he got started because I had to. Well, one morning, for whatever reason, I was up earlier. I was downstairs in the big comfy chair and I was doing my quiet time. And I heard this little padding down the stairs of his little feet and he had his little teddy bear and he climbed up in my lap and he snuggled there and just sat there quietly while I finished my quiet time. Y'all, I still remember as if it was yesterday. That day I became, I mean, it even makes me a little emotional. I became a morning person that day because I did not want to miss those moments with him. I got up early to fill my cup up. I got up early to model for him what a morning routine and rhythm, and we are going to talk about those soon looked like. And I got up early because it was important enough to me that I had that time with him because his little sister consumes almost all of my time. She has been a mama's girl from day one, even as 13 years old, she wants me and she's very vocal about it. So she gets me a lot and I got to have that time with him. So I am a morning person because now I will also say that there's a great book, Allie Beth Stuckey, call me Allie Beth. <laughs> and if you are also at the point, like I still can't even get there. She wrote a book called you're not enough. And that's okay. Because at the end of the day, I am weak. I am not capable. I am not. And my personal beliefs are that when I am weak, he is strong. And so you can also have an affirmation that is so real. Like I am weak, but he is strong. I cannot, but I'm an overcomer because right. And you can utilize scripture into this affirmation as well. Okay, finishing up a last couple thoughts on this self-talk. We already talked about these affirmations, right? But we're, we're flipping them around a little bit. We're really making them much more of value and much more of something that is thoughtful and that we can be in the process of making true. The next one is just having some self-compassion when it comes to your self-talk. Be kind to yourself, be understanding, especially if you're facing challenges or setbacks in managing your time and say, you know what? That day was tough. That day was tough and you made it through, girl, and you're going to be okay. Challenge those negative thoughts. That's the next one. Challenge them and say, is that really valid? Like if somebody else said that to me besides myself, would I receive that? I don't think so. I'm talking to my 13 year old daughter about this, by the way, all the time, not only her own negative thoughts, but something that somebody else says to her, that we have a choice, whether we receive it or whether we reject it. The next one is making sure you're setting realistic expectations. It's okay to not accomplish everything. Mistakes are part of the learning curve. That's how we learn and that's how we process and that's how we grow. Next, making sure that you focus on solutions. So if you're counting, this is number five, focusing on solutions, dwelling on that instead of problems or mistakes learning from your experiences. Like, aren't you glad that you're still growing and you're still improving? That's the only way. Number six, celebrate your progress. Celebrate the small wins and the milestones. That will help you in your I am because, right? I am a work in progress. I am getting better every day. Every day I am more aware of. 
Number seven is mindfulness. Same thing. Um, I love our episode that we're just talking about with my friend Erin, where we're, she mentioned like, look down at your feet, look down at your feet, be where you are today. Be mindful of that. And then number eight, seek support. If this really is a struggle and you really have a problem maintaining healthy self-talk, it might be time to talk to somebody and somebody who understands and somebody who can get, really give you the tools. Like I am not a professional. I am just a woman who is on a mission to support you. So maybe seek some professional help. All right, we've got our four tires. We want them rolling in the right direction, right? Rolling, 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 rolling on the river. <laughs> a nod to my old home of Memphis, Tennessee. We want them rolling. We want them in motion. And if something starts to get a little bit low and not where we need it to be, then you know what? We can pump it up. We can pump it up today, especially the one on self-talk. All right. Thanks for listening to today's episode. God bless you. See you next time. Thank you for joining me on the TikTok podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a five-star review. Your feedback fuels our mission to help you master your time. Set your alarm for our next episode. And until then, make every moment count.